0: Today we are going to look at the cardinal sin of gluttony. Gluttony is, we are told in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, a disordered appetite, a relationship with food that is obsessive, either by excess or defect. See that little word in there again that we've seen before, order. Gluttony is a disordered appetite. In other words, there's a right way and a wrong way Of approaching food, and the Catechism actually tells us that we can we can actually approach food defectively. In other words, we can eat too little. Now that's not normally our problem, but that could be a relationship with food. We're not we we don't want to eat enough food. So we have to we have to eat sensibly, as the slogan of a a big drinks firm puts it. We're talking about drink sensibly. We we also have to eat sensibly. In other words, if food dominates us. The Catechism says obsessive. To food dominates us then, we won't eat, or perhaps drink, correctly. We'll either eat too much or too little, we'll eat at the wrong time, in the wrong manner, etc. St. Gregory the Great, actually, he gave five qualities of gluttony, five elements, five ways of getting it wrong with regarding to food. Eating at the wrong time, eating the wrong quality of food, eating food that is too stimulating, eating the wrong quantity of food, or finally eating too eagerly, which is interesting. So there are proper quantities and times and places when it comes to eating. In other words, a person who eats sensibly, eats with what is called intemperance. Temperance is intelligent self-control. Everything is ordered because the intelligence is governing the passions. But all of us, of course, at least at times, we, we, we experience, well, a bit of gluttony. We, we, we get up from a meal and realize, gosh, I was too enthusiastic. I really ha- find it hard to hold myself back. Why is it that we are so disordered? Why, why is it that there's such a problem at enjoying food so much? Obviously, if we, if we eat too much, it's not good for the body. We get put on too much weight. We get out of shape, but also for the soul, funny enough. If we overeat, it can make us spiritually sluggish. Also, gluttony is demeaning because if we if we do that, if we eat in that, especially the overeating or over enthusiastic, and people say, "Gosh, that uh, we really get stuck into our meals." Well, then it, it is demeaning because the instinct has taken uh, the upper hand over the spirit, instead of the instincts being united with the spirit and ennobled by the spirit. So as human beings, we are both spiritual and animal. And one of our perpetual battles is to ensure that our animal side, our passions, especially the desire for food, drink and sex, are really elevated, ennobled by the soul, humanized. Because we know, all of us by personal experience, how easily, how quickly we can descend to an animal level. One of the ways, one of the key ways that we do this, humanize the passion of of desire for food, is through a disciplined way of eating. For example, mealtimes, eating at mealtimes. But not only that, but also a kind of communal way, where possible, that we eat together. We eat, for example, especially as a family. We get together at certain times. We don't all sneak off to our rooms with our, with our little kind of pot of food, and, and eat kind of, uh, that kind of, as, as Tolkien puts it, nasty, furtive eating. That's not our thing. Whether we try to eat as human beings together, where possible, at certain times, in a disciplined way. Ratzinger puts it very nicely. He talks about in a banquet. He says, in a banquet, eating together, a celebratory meal, where, where ingesting food is no longer merely biological process, but becomes a lively celebration of the fellowship of men with one another. It's lovely. It's raised up, raised up to a completely different level. And you think of the Gospel, especially the Gospel of St. Luke, how many times meals appear in the Gospel. In Luke, who's kind of specializes in meals, there's 19 meals, 13 of which are not mentioned in other Gospels. Of course, the Eucharist was given to us in the context of a meal, a very important meal, the Passover meal. And as if that were not enough, Jesus uses quite frequently the image of the banquet as an image of heaven. In other words, Jesus telling us that, that at the end, in, in, in internal life, what the blessed do is this, what they just come always banqueting. They're not off eating on their own, eating with one another, which shows that lovely, of course, kind of harmony also with the soul and the body. This is the risen body in heaven. And that it's either literally or figuratively a permanent banquet. So eating is very dignified when done properly, right time, right place, etc. So food is really quite delightful. It has a profound significance in our lives. But at the same time, we have to guard, guard ourselves so that the rule, uh, the role of food in our lives plays this proper role, that we are not debased by our animal passions, which can take over, unfortunately. And again, our experience is perhaps that at times, yes, Lord, I have to confess, I have been overtaken. By the sin of gluttony. I suppose Lent is a perfect time to re-establish that proper order where we've seen, well, I have been a bit obsessive, my appetites have got a dis- bit disordered, and so Lent is a, also a medicinal time where we try to repair that disorder. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.